Hey, what's up, Game of Thrones fans? This is the Confire Crew, and we are here with the after show to talk about Season 7, Episode 5, Eastwatch. I got it right that time, boy. Look, we've got eight favorite moments we're going to be talking about. We're here with Confire Nate. You're here with Confire Rich, obviously. And, man, we got a lot to talk about. Nate mentioned it last week that this was a step-up episode and was going to be one, and it was, but it was a great one because we got a lot of information a lot of character interactions that we've been waiting for that uh, so much good stuff happened in, in just all the dollars we got. We just can't wait to jump into this. Look, if you're listening to us on Anchor, applaud the station, favorite the station. If you're on the podcast, you can find us on Facebook, on our Facebook page right now. We're live in our Facebook group. We're going to be on YouTube. Look, we're in a lot of places. Just hook up with us, connect with us. But if you ever want to watch the show live, then you need to join our group or be on our Facebook page, which is where this stuff airs at. And you get to see our beautiful faces. And you get to interact and, with us. And I mean, interact. That's the most fun when we get... Thing, but, you know, yeah. Interacting is definitely the part that's the funnest. Because there's sure. nothing like being in mid-thought when someone throws a, a curveball at you across the screen and you're like, man, I didn't think about that. And you get to, yeah. you get to talk about it. That's always fun. Definitely a lot of good stuff. And we're going to go ahead and jump into this because we've got a lot to talk about. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take moment number one, and that is the fact that Danny burns Randall and Dickens Tarly alive. Burns into pieces, very powerful, uh, powerful scene, picks right up from uh, the last episode. And she's like, look, man, y'all got to kneel or die. And Kieran's trying to talk her out of it. He's looking worried and concerned. And um, a couple people uh, a couple people kneel. The dragon looks and is like, y'all motherfucker's about to kneel for my mama. You know, yells <laughs> at him. Screams at him, barks at him, whatever dragons do. A couple more follow suit, but then there's big, hard-headed, you know, I got to be proud, uh, Randall, saying he ain't going to. He's got a queen, even though she just became my queen two days ago. I'm going to be loyal to her. And um, she's like, uh, okay. Uh, You know, just burnt that motherfucker up. Well, the thing about, like, Randall, like, you get that vibe, which is the same thing when Jamie appealed to him. He appealed to him because he doesn't like foreigners. Okay, imagine this some racist. old old racist guy who doesn't like foreigners and that was his appeal. You're right. I don't want no Dothraki over here, you know, hanging around, you know, whatever. That's right. how that was the appeal to him and, and that that's why he you know, he didn't want nothing to do with Danny. But well, is that because she brought him over? Because he said that oh, you know, she was born here. Well technically Danny was too and she was driven away from her home. Well, like, I don't know if you count is it, is Stone it, technically. I mean, I don't know. Are they are they saying even before then that the Targaryens were still, you know, outsiders because of the way they? I mean, they were. I mean, they I were. That's maybe the way he looks at it. He feels like you know, yeah. he's, uh, we were. I was born here, but you know, technically, we don't know where he came from. You know, he, he could have been. You know, he could have come over a long time ago. Either way, yeah. the point is, is that Randall. He's a he's a dick. He named his son Dick, and, and come on. I mean, what a dick of a dad. And we saw his interaction with Sam, and he was a jerk. And what I thought was interesting is when um, you got uh, Tyrion begging her, he's like, oh, you just, you know, wipe out his his his, his home, his, his, you know, his entire line. But it's not necessarily true, because we have another son, um, a good son, the one who is steadily digging through books to try to stop the war. And you know what? That's not that was interesting. I want to make uh, one comment. We didn't uh, we didn't touch on it earlier, but the fact that I, I just loved how, you know, Jamie and Brian they come up out of the water, and Brian basically, mm. like you said last time, was like, 
motherfucker ain't no ain't no dragon killing you till I get what I want. Okay? Yeah. I want a castle. You can't die yet. Um but anyway, you know, Bran I mean Bran is just that that loyal he's loyal to himself by being loyal to others. You know, I just I, I found mm. it interesting because he totally threw himself on the line for that. And he's like, You're not killing yourself. No dragon's killing you yet. I we'll throw that out. But let me ask you, why is everybody freaking out? Like Tyrion's like really concerned, like, oh, he was just concerned, like, Danny did this most awful thing. I, I think they're trying to, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to create the fear that Danny is going to become like her dad. Like, they they started last season, remember? They're trying to manufacture that fear that she's going to become the Mad Queen. You okay, well, they, like, they need to let her do something that would warrant that, like actually attack King's Landing and kill innocent, because they're at war. Her army had just been beaten. They've been played like a fool. She's like, okay, I got these dragons. I haven't even used them. And then she went and attacked an army and their supply line. Like, that's it. Like, any battle commander ever in the history of any kind of battle whatsoever would do that. And on top of it, she took the soldiers and was like, okay, look, y'all kneel for me. Look, I'm not this bad person. I I don't want to have to kill everybody. So I need y'all to bow. I'm not here to bring slaves. Like you're gonna bow and be loyal, or you're gonna die. Yeah. And I think again, it's just them trying to manufacture that yeah, kind of man. fear, fear of her. But you know what? What's what's what? You know what works really good against fire is some ice. That'll calm her out real nice. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of what they're trying to trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like she's 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 out of control. She really needs something to kind of center her, perhaps. A young man can do that for her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's about like, to give us some ice. Give her ice blocks. <laughs> well, I think that's what they're. I think that's that's what they're trying to go for. Um, but something that I thought was funny, and I remember I, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about uh, earlier in the week. People were really wondering, you know, with Jamie when he fell in there, you know, if he was going to die. Which I mean, obviously. You know he was going to die. Case. He was going to be torn. Like, but it was, it was the fear of what he was doing. Okay, he's he's in full armor. Okay, and he falls into that water. And you see what he does? He sinks. He goes straight mm-hmm. down. So there was this video of a guy who had a full plate thing, and he had people standing by, and he jumped in a pool. You know, and was trying to get out. And I'm gonna tell you right now, that dude could not get out. So bravo to Braun because when he pulled him out, Braun looked like he was struggling. And you got to figure, yeah, you're going to be struggling to try to pull a guy because don't it doesn't matter. He's wearing like 50 pounds of of armor. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, so literally, it's like dragging a man from the bottom. <laughs> um, so I thought that was interesting because at least it didn't make it look like it was easy. Like, yeah. oh, he was like, hey, I was out of breath. You, you, you know what I found interesting? That um, they were just running in the water with the horse. It was like ankle deep water, and then they fell off the horse and they fell into the abyss. <laughs> I, I saw a picture of that. I was cracking up because I was like, "How the how did they find something that deep right there at the shore?" Anyway, it was sort of show. Look, it was a good moment. Right. We're not knocking it. I just thought it was something funny. Well, I mean, it, it was deep. I'm surprised Euron didn't just show up on his boat, you know, his magical boat, and save him. You know, <laughs> Real. He, like, where's Euron at? You know, he needed to show up. But all right, moving on to moment number two, which was by far one of the most anticipated mm-hmm. moments. Very and that fun. was when when uh, when John petted Drogon, and that entire scene when Drogon's flying in, and you kind of see him kind of fearful, but then when he gets close, it's like he always gets close to him, and he realizes maybe I can touch you. You know what I'm saying? And he takes his glove off, and he touches him. 
and you get that his like his eye changes, like Drogon's eye changes, and he's like sniffing him, and he's making these like almost kind of noises, like. Man, I was waiting for him to lick him and to oh, get, man. you know, to, to reach over there and nudge him or something. And the whole time, Danny's just looking like, what's up with this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, I mean, think of up to this moment, there's really not been anyone who's been able to interact with the dragons. I mean, even though Tyrion did go down there and, un- and unlock them, it was not the same as. And even then, it wasn't Drogon. Drogon is the one that was more wild, that was 100% loyal right. to Danny. And, and the fact that. That he was able to do that, and then she saw it because you know it was funny the way they filmed it, where it kind of oh. looked like she couldn't see what was going on. She's like, "What's going on?" You know, she looked worried, <laughs> and then she moved and she saw him petting him, and she was like, Her "Heart melted." It melted. <laughs> but did you notice how quick it changed when she got off? And again, this this makes me laugh so much because it was just like when my wife said, "You know, the quickest way to get to a woman's heart is through her children." He did, and then when he got down, he's like, "All oh, the beasts," and she's like, "They're not beasts." And I'm like, "Uh oh, he doesn't say yeah. the wrong thing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He didn't off and pushed it too far. It was a moment I've been waiting for. They they jumped right on it initially. And they know. And, you know, they're doing a good fan service. I know it's a build-up for their story, but everybody wanted to see that. And when mm. the dragon comes, like, how are they going to react? How are they going to do it? And the dragon sniffed it out immediately. And even more than that, that John felt like he could touch it. I, John felt something. Like, I, John felt the connection. You know he did when he was just, there was something about it. The way he was looking, it was it was a very powerful scene. I felt like, and when it when it finally comes out who he is, he won't have a problem believing it because he'll know he'll know like you know what yeah yeah I don't know I, if I a regular that. person would have stood right in that moment it, and it's no man you not see the teeth the motherfucking teeth was like all gums up and like it was like yo man don't touch his tooth bro but did you and, you notice like the look on on John's face it was almost like it was almost like amazement fear. And then his eyes were almost water, and like it was like tears of like like it was something special. It was, and well, I feel like that's there. what it was. I mean, we all know it's not like it's not like it's a secret. Like what's going on? I know. You know, like why is this happening? We know as fans. So you're right. It was fan service to a degree, but it was awesome. It was a great it was, moment. It was one of the best moments. Um, and right after that, we we going into our moment number three, and that's when John gets a letter. Leading up to the letter, I, I thought it was funny. Because, you know, Varys has it, and Tyrion's just like, did you read it? It's a sealed scroll to the King of the North. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, what does it say? <laughs> Nothing good. I just, like, I don't know. It was a cool, like, we haven't seen Varys a lot. There was a good little moment between him and Tyrion. Um, again, them talking about freaking dating, what they got to do, alluding to what we talked about before. But anyway, Jon finds out that Arya's alive and Bran's alive, and, you know, they brushed over it really quick, but that's a big moment. He thought they were dead. Um, point being, the Night King is moving closer, and they've got to go. they got to go I, up there. I, I wish I could have read that letter because it was interesting. Like, the Macers, when the Macers received their version of the letter, they're like, what's going on? This makes no sense. Who's this boy? Why does he do all these mm-hmm. things? Like, it was kind of – John kind of took like, – I can't I, – this is the one thing that bothered me about this entire thing because when he got the letter, he was like – He's like, okay, Arya's alive, and Bran's alive, and Bran saw the Night King. Instead of being like, what the crap? Like, there's no follow-up? I guess maybe because it takes so long to get a response. Be like, well, what the crap? What were you doing? How do you know this? You know, he doesn't have time to put in a letter. Hey, John, I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. I can see everything. By the way, you're a Targaryen. Know, you know what I'm right? saying? Like, it, yeah. it, it's, it's just he just accepts it for truth, which I think maybe that's because his mind is so focused on well, – the Night's King and all the 
why well, he already wants he already knows what they're doing and he's like oh brand says they're coming brand was across the wall apparently and he already come back over there however he saw him or not like he john has seen stuff mm-hmm. so it's opened his mind up completely he's seen stuff that nobody else has seen and so the fact is like oh my brother can see whatever sure i'll buy it why couldn't he? he's seen the dead walk and i think a lot of it is that not to mention we just don't have time so yeah, we did if know. this was happening in season two, it would be, you know, the whole rest of the season about him trying to figure out how this happens. But yeah. he just takes it. He takes it for truth. He takes it for um, truth, and 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 he goes with it. That was it. Yeah. And, and Tyrion at this point decides, like, look, we need, we need Cersei. We need our, we need proof. All right. And this is where they formulate their plan to go and steal one of the whites. Something we talked about because it was leaked. We knew it was going to happen. And this was that. Jorah shows up. We didn't even mention that. Sorry. Sorry, people. I yeah. guess that's kind of a big deal. But, hey, Jorah comes up like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm cured. Did, uh, meets John. I did, I did like that scene. I thought that scene was funny when Jorah comes up. And he's like, and Danny's so happy. He's got a great happiness look. She gives him a hug. And John gives him a straight up, dude, what you yeah. doing? That's my woman. <laughs> I was like, bro, you know you're the friend, right? You know you're the friend. And, you, and you know, what's funny is, like, Jorah knows that. Like, Jorah looks at him like, freak. <laughs> like, I it, can't it win was, for losing. It was funny. Like, the way yeah. he, stood, he he gave him a look of, like, man, what's he doing, man? Like, it was it was a good thing. It, it um, was. But go move on to that point that you made, because I thought this was interesting, what you talked about a little bit, about Danny's reaction to the whole thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John decides that he's going to go. And this is funny. We're going to go bring it back to Jorah, too, because Jorah says, I'll go. Let me serve you. Eh, okay, you can serve me. And John was just like, they're not going to follow a Mormont. The Wildlings aren't going to follow a Mormont. John's like, they don't have to. You can't go. Danny's hard. You can see it starts beating out of her chest. She's like, I, I didn't tell you that you could leave yet. And he's like, with all due respect, Rach, I'm a king. I don't need your permission to go. And then he gives this speech. And the whole time he's giving a speech, I'm getting chills. Danny's heart is beating faster. She's getting down there because she's just getting amped up. Like she's scared that her, you know, this newfound person is going to leave her, and she's aroused at the same time because he's so passionate and powerful. Like John's a straight up leader. Low key's like he ain't sending nobody to do nothing. He's like, what I got to do? I'll go to Dragonstone, pet a dragon if I got to. What? We got to go across the wall? I got y'all. I'm leading y'all. Like he he's making moves. But uh, the whole interaction was funny. She's like, Jory, yeah, you can go. John, whoa, whoa. Motherfucker, you can't go nowhere. I need you here with me. Yeah. Um, it was just a good I'm, thing. Just, I liked I it. I got chills like watching you. that whole You're digging my yeah. kids. You know, we're having a good time here. Dude, do you not feel it? I feel like they might have the best on-screen chemistry in this whole show. I, I'm, they, they I'm, I'm really actually good. fascinated because I haven't cared much for her as far as her acting ability. Man, I'm actually fascinated when those two are on screen together. It's good. It is good. Maybe I it's think, because I they think, did such a good job of building each one of those characters up separately, yeah. and this meeting is just, you know, they're just doing a good job. I like seeing those two on screen. They're doing a good job of relaying the fact that Danny wants to have his babies. Yeah. <laughs> they're, doing a, they're doing a really good job. They, I'm very impressed with them. I was kind of wondering how that would play out, but they are definitely – they are still in that part of it, and they're, they're killing it, yeah. which is great because I don't think it would be nearly as good if it wasn't very good. Like, it yeah, would be very disappointing, um, and so, but speaking of disappointing, moving on to moment number four, and that's the Northern Lords. You want to talk about some irritating people. Oh, They're God. still talking. It's like, <laughs> like you, you see these little meetings, you know, and there was like 
John, don't go. The king of the North needs to stay here. Then, like, what seems to be at least a month of time. Why did he leave? He shouldn't have left. Like, get over it, man. It is freezing cold up there, and that's all you got to do is complain. And Sansa's listening to him. Yeah, you're right. You know, she didn't say that, but basically, like, well, you know, you know, doing whatever. And Arya's over there giving her a look of, like, uh, you better back up my brother. You know, like, and that's basically how she reacted. You know, she went in there. She was pissed. She was not happy. She was like, you're not sitting there. And, again, like I mentioned before, it's kind of like they both take a different approach, you know. Arya's wanting to, like, lay down the law, like, cut some people up, you know, get some more faces and be like, listen, guys, I'll put on the face and I'll tell everybody they need to calm down. You know, like, she's ready to do this, but, you know, Sansa's – what what she says to her is like, you know, you're, you're thinking maybe John won't return and you need to back it up. So she's playing the political angle, which is what she – what her whole arc has been. You know, she was there at King's Landing. She's been through everything. she knows. Right. She knows that. She knows the political side. you got what's-her-name who knows the murder inside. So both of them are kind of conflicted, but what makes them such a great team once they get over their bullcrap is that they both see those perspectives. So what I thought was going to be kind of weird, I'm hoping will get resolved, and then two will be on the same page, and I think they will be awesome together as a team. It's not going to happen for a while because of what what's happening with all that, but, man, the North just ticks me off. They are a thick little bunch of people. You know, oh, well, we voted him, not you, but maybe we should have voted you. It's like, where is, God dang, man, y'all can't be loyal for no kind of time. For, like, what do you want him to do? Like, if he's there, what do you want him to really do? Like, it's very simple. You're being attacked by the undead, all right? You can't do it by yourself. You need help. Well, we need to go to the lady that's got dragons. Who's going to go talk to her? Who am I going to send? Yo, dumb, ignorant tail? No, we're not sending you. She's not going to listen to you. It takes a king. It takes somebody with some authority. We can't send ravens back and forth. Not to mention, I'm her nephew. She loves me, and I can ride her dragon. So I'm going to talk to her. Like, what are these people thinking? It just drives well, me nuts. It's kind of, at the same time, like, you, you can't help but thinking about it. It's like, these guys just believe. None of them know about what John has been telling them. You know what I'm saying? None of them, except for the Wildlings, know yeah. that this is real. So they believed him. They put their faith in him. And then he starts telling them these things, and they start saying, okay, we believe you. It's like, man, get some faith. You, like, if you had the faith to believe him as a leader, you need to believe. And that just kind of – that just irritates me. It too. is. It's, it's aggravating because it's like an added drama piece put in there just to have – for the sake of having this other side story going on. And I know it's going to – be good, but it's just annoying. It's like Rob didn't stick around. Like Rob was out there fighting at the front lines and, and things like that. And so but they were with him. Was, so I guess like maybe if John would have brought all the lords with him, his entourage down there, which I'm sure if his entourage down there, somebody was getting burnt. Because so one of them would have opened their mouth and yeah. said the wrong thing. And, and they'd been Dracarys all over the place. <laughs> I just, I don't know. You would think you'd want a king who was brave enough to be like, this has to be handled. Like we're in delegate times. Like I have to go handle this myself. But Anyway, man, it's a, it's annoying when they when they deal with all that. And I think John is a nice mixture between Arya and Sansa. Like you said, they're both on opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and you need that balance. And John's right in the middle. Like John's hung people before, and he said he's like, look, my father said, you know, those who pass the sentence swings a sword. So we know he's not scared to handle business to kill people who need to be killed. But he's also smart enough to kind of be political. He's not going to run around and play games, but. Just like, hey, we need the wild oh, he's to be here. Or we're not going to kill the Red Witch. Like, we're going to let her. He shows mercy when he needs to show mercy. Yeah. So A good king. Good king. Good dragon riding king. 
Uh, the next point is mine, and that's point number five, and that is Tyrion and Davos make a trip to King's Landing. I was about to say to Westeros. They're in Westeros. They're going to King's Landing. Um, I love this whole thing because a whole lot of stuff happened at King's Landing. Davos said he had some stuff to take care of, and I'm like, what the freak does he got to take care of? And the second I saw he was in the Blacks, I was like, genius. We knew Gendry was coming back. He's mm-hmm. not imperative to the story. This is 100% fan service that he was like. The writers found a way to bring them back, and it was beautiful. It made perfect sense. The chemistry that um, uh, Davos and Gendry had in the jail cell before, like, you know, when he went on, it was just, it was good. It made sense. So we got Gendry. He's cool. I like him instantly. He's got a big, giant hammer um, that he knows how to use. I love that whole scene with uh, Davos and the onions and how he tried to use the guards. And it was, not that it was suspenseful in the buildup. It was just, you know, a clever little uh, talk there, and I enjoyed that. Also, on top of that, Tyrion meets up with Jamie. That was a I thought it would be more impactful, but it was pretty emotional. You know, Jamie's kind of ticked off and he killed his dad, uh, fighting with Danny. A lot of things happened since they last seen one another. And on top of that, Cersei finds out that she's pregnant or tells Jamie that she's pregnant. Do you think this is true? I don't know why she'd lie about it. I just, hey, I'm pregnant again. You putting babies in me all left and right? I feel like it. I feel like. I feel like it's true. Yeah, I felt um, the same way. I thought but it was you... interesting, though, when they talked, and it turns out that she knew about the meeting, and she didn't do anything about it, which, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess maybe she, that that's maybe might be the first non-emotional choice mm-hmm. she's made. You know what I'm saying? Because her emotional choice would be like, perfect, I'm going to kill Tyrion. I'm going to capture him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been the play that she made, but this might be the first time that she... She's starting to think a little bit longer, you know what I'm saying? But even Good then, a long game, yeah. But even then, when she like she she goes and hugs Jamie, she's like, "Don't ever do it again." And Jamie got this look on his face, like, "Uh oh." Yeah, she's like, know, "Don't like, betray me." She's like, "Jamie didn't betray you." Like he got tripped to go down there, right? Like he talked with Tyrion and then come straight back and told Cersei. So I, unless she felt like he was supposed to take him hostage, which is not what she wanted, I don't know. I just I found that comment. Well, I just think it's funny, like, all the different moments, like, we keep seeing everything that's happened to Jamie. I feel like we're eventually going to build up to Jamie finally having a break away from Cersei. You know, like, that mm-hmm. feels like it's building up to, and, you know, again, you saw he was, he was not happy to see his brother. He even said, he's like, man, I told, let next time I see you, I'm going to cut you in half. You know, and he makes that funny joke about the sword. I was like, that's a sparring sword. That's going to take a while, you know? Yeah. And... And then he, you know, he then he argued his case. He's like, yeah, you know, my dad hated me. He didn't care. He wanted me dead. He's like, and I did it. You know, I mean, he owned up to it. He gave his reason for it. And Jamie knew that. Jamie knew all those things. So I guess, again, when Jamie's around his brother, his brother appeals to him and, effect, and affects him to make him lean that way. But then when he's around Cersei, it's the same thing. But... Right. You're starting to see more of when he's around Cersei, her say things or do things that make him be like, I don't know, maybe this maybe this lady's crazy. You know, so he's starting to see that happen a little bit more. And even even things that Bron have said to him, you know, like, yeah, you think your sister's really going to, you know, like he's pushing it too. So I, th- I think eventually we're going to see. Yeah, uh, we're, gonna, we're getting to a breaking point on a lot of relationships, new relationships being formed. Look, there was another cool line where Karen's like, man, last time I was here, I killed my dad with a crossbow. That was like, last time I was here, you killed my son with wildfire. It was just like, there's a lot of characters with a lot of history that, that you, are connected. That you sometimes forget. Exactly. 
you sometimes forget that, which I think is really cool that they that they at least acknowledge it. You know, acknowledge it because if not, then you just kind of get. I mean, the show's already this episode was by far of all the episodes I've seen by far the most jumping all over the place episode I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. literally, like. This episode, you got to imagine so that you don't lose your mind that this episode took place over about two weeks, okay? Because if not, you're just like, how did they get from here to there to here to there so quick? You know, Davos was everywhere. Davos was here, then Davos was here, then Davos was back here, then Davos was way over here. Like, and it all took place in one episode. So eventually you're going to be like, this is annoying. But you just to put it aside, because I know that bothers a lot of people is just how – how much, but that's what you got to do. We don't have time for all that filler and that fluff to put in between the episodes because you're going off of basically what George said, which was the framework for what's going to happen in the books. You don't have the fluff. This is not a book. This is an outline that they're making this after. So you kind of have to deal with that, but I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. Um, Again, what we were talking about with Gendry, I love the fact that he made a hammer. That was exciting. I loved it. You know, the fact that, you know, you know, Robert carried a hammer. Robert killed uh, Rhaegar with a hammer. I mean, there was just so many things about that, which I thought was awesome. I loved the meeting between Jon and, and Gendry. I loved the way it was set up. Oh, like, I listen, did, was just talking to Gendry. He's like, listen, this is who your name is. Say this. And he gets up, and he's like, hi, who are you? He's like, I'm Robert's bastard. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. He just, he just yeah. came out. He's like, I'm not even going to say. He's like, I'm. You know, you're you're my dad. We're friends. Like he just dropped it all out the whole time. Davos is like, "What are you doing?" You know, yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just a great scene. I love that scene, and I I like that no nonsense. Let's just cut through the the bull crap and let's just get right to it. And that's exactly what that was. And I'm excited to have Gendry back. I am too. Nobody listens to Davos. Davos is like nobody listens to me. I've only managed to live to a ripe old age. You know, because. <laughs> Gendry wasn't supposed to go with John anyway. Gendry's like, I'm trying to get in the fight. Let's go. Let's do this. And, like, I hope he makes it because he would be a good, like, companion. Like, I feel like he's a good companion for John as far well, as like, I, fighting, I, fighting I companion too, and buddy. I just want to see the interaction between when Arya sees him again. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, imagine when, if all the, if that crew, if they all survive and then they make it to Winterfell, who is Arya going to hug first? John, the Hound, or Gendry? <laughs> well, she's okay. hugging John. Well, I know she is, but I'm saying she's going to be equally excited to see him. I mean, she might yeah, be more happy to see John because he's family, but, you know, you got and the Illyrian father like, mm. and her maybe soon-to-be husband. I mean, man, Who there's knows? a lot going on there. I mean, she's going to be she, – her she might just pass – she might faint. You might see her do like a princess-style faint, and you're going to be like, what, Arya? That doesn't make sense, but, yeah. But, yeah, that was a great moment. But what was even better than that was the next moment. And that's moment number six, and that was, uh, you know, we just happened to find out that maybe John is actually a legitimate Targaryen. And the way it went down, I loved it. I loved how Sam, you kind of saw Sam just kind of get pissed. Like, he's just sick. He's sitting there, he's been doing all this stupid crap, and he basically stands up and tells the Macers, you know, like, this is how it is, this is what you need to do. And they're like, well, oh, maybe we should just get some clarification. And you can sit, he's mad. So mm-hmm. he's looking through the stuff, so he's you know how men are, man. You you just get mad, and and your girl's trying to tell you something. You just ignore it. I, I, I'm just I'm pissed off. I don't want to think about it. And that's what was taking place because Gilly was dishing out some very important information. Doesn't matter how many steps. Maybe she should have started with that information instead of how many steps or windows <laughs> were somewhere, and then just like, oh, what's an annulment mean? By the way, this king guy, 
Rhaegar Targaryen. Well, it was funny because she didn't even pronounce his name right. I know, yeah. You know, and I don't even know if it even registered. I don't even know if she said it right, if it would have registered in his head in that moment because you figure he's not looking for that. We are because we're fans, but he's not looking for anything to do with Rhaegar. But when she said annulment, I mean, how awesome would it be? Well, I mean, we know it is now pretty much, but it's going to basically be that that him and uh, Lyanna got married. They were legitimate, which many people have theorized for so long time that it wasn't the one, that they were actually in love. They went off. They got married, and John is actually the legitimate heir to be the king, plain and simple. I mean, this, this poor, sad bastard that started off getting yelled at in episode one is the legitimate king of Westeros. Yes. It was a very good scene. I loved it. Right, right when I heard it, I just smiled and I got excited. And I get why Sam's upset. Like, these were his his heroes, you know, being a maester and looking up to these maesters, and they're supposed to be so wise. And he's just Where like, do you think he's going? You know, like, he, he basically steals a bunch of crap. He's like, I'm out. I mean, he's, gotta, he going? he's going to Winterfell. He's got to be going to Winterfell. You think so? Yeah, that's where he's headed. Let's, there is nowhere else for him to go. He's going to John. John sent him there. He's grabbing stuff for the White Walkers. He's preparing for war. Like, he's taking his stuff to Winterfell. To meet back to meet back up with them. That's just the only thing I can assume. Um, I hope he grabbed that book that talks about the annulment. Well, he grabbed a bunch of stuff. If anywhere old. there's someone that he can go that can give us some, uh, you know, possible visions to help with that, it's definitely Winterfell. Yep. So I look forward of, to seeing. I hope he, he, that's where he's going, and him and Brand have some uh, have some conversations. That's going to be fun. Definitely. I mean, like, there's so much more, so many more meetings like that have to take place, and we're, this thing is moving at a rapid speed. And mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and move on to the last moment, and that's the fact that, or not the last, but the seventh moment. That's the fact that Arya is watching Littlefinger. So we're going back to Winterfell. Arya doesn't like Littlefinger. She's keeping an eye on him. Littlefinger knows it. Leaves a nice little trail of breadcrumbs for her to follow to find a scroll um, written by Sansa that. Uh, is going to put the wedge even further between Arya and Sansa. He's put it, he's pitting the sisters against each other, and um, I, Nate, I don't know how I feel about this because I wanted Arya to come back and be the ninja assassin that nobody sees. They do things that nobody else, and she's just kind of falling into this little girl trap, following Littlefinger. Or on the other hand, Littlefinger's so good, he's like, sex, she's following me. Let me. Let me plant something and do this big elaborate plan, whisper around here and there, and then leave this scroll some – just freaking in this bed mattress for Arya to find. Uh, what, what do you got to say about this scene? I don't know. Like, I know when I was watching it and I was, I was seeing everything take place, you know, initially I felt like Arya was, was not being seen. Like, I felt like maybe Littlefinger thought something was up. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got to remember who Littlefinger is. Littlefinger is is the master of deception. Okay, and prior to this episode, I could honestly say that I felt he was definitely looking weak. Like he was looking weak. I mean, he went to he went to Bran and gave him that the knife that was his that was used. Like you would think that he would have at least asked around to find out what's up with this Bran kid. Oh, he's crazy and he can see the future? I better not take him that sword. Like, you, small <laughs> right. things like that, you feel like he were missteps. You start kind of feeling like he's kind of lost something. And then when you see this and you realize that what he's trying to do, which to me what I think he's trying to do is he's, he, he realizes there's unrest. 
and that the Lords are not happy that John's not there, and that they're not necessarily 100% on board with, with Sansa either. So he's thinking, perfect, I'm going to slide in that spot. What I'm going to do is I've already seen what Arya can do. I'm going to get Arya pit her against Sansa. Hopefully that, that Arya will kill Sansa. I'll get Arya, I'll have them kill Arya, and then I'm the king, you know, I'm the new king of the north. Like, that's kind of what I feel like his plan is here, because, now I know this because I looked at something after the fact, but to know, do you know what that, the whole point of that scroll was? Um, that was, what do you mean the whole point of it? Like, it was one thing that, the whole thing, what it was? I couldn't read all of it, I was reading the point that it was like, talking about the king was killed, and that. Um, they're going after his throne, and like maybe Sansa knew about the birthright. So I didn't, I didn't catch it. I was reading some of it. What that scroll what was was the letter that Sansa sent to Rob way back in the earlier seasons, whenever she was basically held hostage at King's Landing. Rob mm-hmm. was building up his army, and it was the letter that they made her send to Rob, telling him, you know, you need to come back, bend the knee to Joffrey, you know. He's the true king. You know, basically, it was oh, it was under okay. duress that he sent to her. So now okay. she read that, and obviously, Arya is not happy about reading that letter. She thinks Sansa is basically is is a conspire is conspirer. You know, that's what she's going to think. Right. So that's what he's trying to do. And the fact that he, I feel like, I'm I'm disappointed in Arya. I feel like she should have. I, I feel like you're right. I don't think she should have been caught so easily because of what she has. But at the same time, I feel like they had to do this because they had to make Littlefinger look like a threat because he was not looking like a threat. He was looking he weak. Wasn't. But you also got to remember that Arya is, is a kid. She hasn't – she is an assassin, but she's not necessarily a, a spy. And Littlefinger has been the spy for the longer, so I feel like you have to kind yeah. of give him the credit and and don't necessarily – it doesn't necessarily weaken Arya. It just shows that she is a, a young kid. And that she can still make mistakes. Well, um, talk about it further, and I know because on the HBO app you get the, the after the episode, and the, the writers even said he's making the letter to put the sisters against one another mm. because he wants to t- destroy that bond. Because if they bond, that puts him further on the outside, and he needs to be on the inside. So he knows that you know Arya. I mean, uh, Sansa's already seen Arya and what she can do, which makes her kind of fearful of Arya. Mm-hmm. And if he puts Arya on the path to thinking Sansa's up to no good, then Arya will start acting, you know, a little bit crazy, and Sansa will feel her even more. And when that happens, who is she going to turn to? She's going to turn back to Littlefinger for his counsel, and he'll be back to being able to manipulate her because she's well, going to be scared. The thing that's interesting too is, like, you remember it's been several episodes, but like when they when they were walking right before they found out that Bran was there. Um, he said that the Master Lord or whatever kept a lot of records and Littlefinger's eyes, you know, lit up like, oh, like, mm-hmm. he's been planning getting information since early on. And if this was the information and it shows that, that, that Sansa basically was supporting the South, then I don't feel – I feel like the Arya being there is just that he's using it. But if this was the letter he was initially trying to find, he was going to use that letter against her anyhow. Yeah, either as as some type of like blackmail to get her to do what he wants, or in order to get her removed and him put in power. Like I feel like that was his play no matter what. But now that Arya is there and he sees her, he's going to use her basically to do the dirty work for him. 
Yeah, it's um, a lot of good stuff going on. But everything that happened in the in Winterfell right now without John Littlefinger is just it's kind of annoying to me. Mm. Um, I've seen enough of the sisters bickering. I've seen enough of that. Like all those stuff we're getting is the stuff we're waiting for, and that's the stuff that excites me. How about that um, thing with the? I know we mentioned it. We completely skipped over it because it wasn't even uh, that big of a deal. But how about the cool scene with the uh, ravens uh, flying oh, over? Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. It was. Like, he's it like, was, man, I got a whole crew of ravens. And then when they flew over, and then as soon as the Night King looked, they like, ah, back to being raised. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. That we dipped, thing. They dipped out. Um, but <laughs> speaking of North of the Wall, our final moment, and that is the, the squad. The super squad, the 18, the big, uh, how many how many people is it? Dude, I don't know. But I, don't know. I feel like that that crew could take over anybody. It's That's like, what I feel like. It's like the big six, right? It's six of them. So you, so you got John, you got Gendry. And then you got and Tormund, mm-hmm. and then you got the you Hound, got Jorah. Jorah, that's the big seven, uh, Beric, and Thoros. So you got the big seven. Yeah. It's a magnificent seven heading across <laughs> the wall to do some awesome stuff. Like, that team looks great. They look like they can take on anything. Now, they don't necessarily look to take on as many White Walkers as it showed in the damn uh, video for next week. That's a lot of White That, that was a lot. That's white. a lot. And... It's not like they're – which they didn't even show. They've got to have some dragon glass weapons. And they was in their mining, so I know they have, but I thought it was funny that they didn't even – you know, like when they were gearing up, like you felt like they'd had them on the table. like, all right, let's go. we got to do our thing. And you'd have seen some, like, dragon glass di- daggers going in the pocket form armed up. They didn't even touch on that. Didn't even show them. But well, no, 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 no. You did see something that was interesting. You remember when they were loading up the ships and you saw Jorah? Jorah had this big – Looked like a like a chest, and he put yeah, it, it in the boat. Yeah, it sounded like gold, but it was the glass. I, I, I figured that has to be it. Yeah. Because think about all the people who need to. I mean, we seen we already saw uh, Barrick light up the flame sword. Okay, so we don't yeah. know what that does. I'm assuming that'll take out a white. Will it kill a white walker? We don't know. We don't know if it's Valyrian still action, you know, or what. But we only know that the only Valyrian still sword there is John. So if Beric, I mean, basically, Gendry, he's got an awesome hammer, but it ain't a Valyrian steel hammer, so we don't know what that's that'll true. do. The Hound, he's a good fighter, but if he doesn't have the right kind of sword, what can it do? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I guess you could just chop up a bunch of whites, not necessarily kill them. Yeah, or we're going to have a bunch of arms flying, like, grabbing you. But... We they might gotta have out, they've got to outfit stopped. those weapons with dragon glass. they I'm surprised they didn't mention it because, like, they didn't even talk about it. They just, they over the wall, ready to go. And John's the only one that's got a weapon that, that we know 100% that can kill him. I Which I know like, they're going like we'll to have an kill him. Uh, we'll have a scene where they're doing something. Where they're doing, like, a Rambo montage. They're, like, gearing up. And they're, like, you know, they're getting the thing on their head. They're timing going back. Um, now, I did like this meeting, and that was the meeting of the Magnificent Seven. It was like, we found these guys. You know, going over the wall, and you look in there, and, and like they're all meeting each other, and they're just like, "Don't trust him. He tried to sell me to a witch." And no one's like, "Yo, is that you back there, man? They won't give me nothing to drink." It's like everybody was connected in some kind of way, and Tormund's like, "Wait, you're a Mormon? Did Daddy try to kill us?" I, it was a cool way. It <laughs> was like back and forth. They all like this little thread where they're connected a little bit. And John's like, "We're all on the same time because we're we're all on the same side because we're all breathing." And um, 
again, that's John being a wise leader. He doesn't hold grudges. He's not – like, he's thinking about one thing. Like, John's the one that doesn't have any beef, really, with anybody. The only finger. beef he has is the White Walkers. Like, he's ready to, he's ready to squash yeah. that beef. Like, he's he, like, man, whatever. Who cares? You try to get that. Like, we're – look, we got something to handle. They're breathing. They're going over there. Let's do the thing. Barrick's trying to give his, you know, his preaching speech about their destiny and what they're all meant to do. And the hand's like, God, shut up. <laughs> Are you gonna let us go? <laughs> uh, it was it was a great scene. It really was. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again because there was just so much. Because again, you forget that everyone's so connected, and that they come together. And the fact that they acknowledge it, I think, what makes it good. Because if they just all came together and it was just like, oh, oh, I remember you, and not like, wait a minute, there's there's backstory here. Let's address it. And then, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the they addressed it thing quickly. Like they did cool. with uh, Tyrion and Davos earlier. Like, acknowledging each time, I think that makes it so much better. I, we're not going to get to see it because the story doesn't call for it, but this, the Navy SEAL squad, bro, they are <laughs> the special forces of Westeros, like 100%. Like, and this is probably going to build their bond, like what they're doing over here. They're going to come back and really build their bond. Um, those who survive, if they all survive. Man, do you think somebody's going to die? Like nobody like someone, big like has someone. died in this in this uh, season yet. Are you I thinking feel like someone waiting? has to die, bro? Like there's just there's no way that it's those not guys... very Game of Thronesish. The fact that none of them have died yet. Yeah, I and feel like, like someone has to die. I don't want none of them to die. I guess. Uh, What's the what's the priest's name? He can die. Could care less about him. Like Barrett dies, it's like oh, Thoros. Yeah, they they can go. I don't want the Hound to go. Jorah, I, you know, I'm cool with him sticking around. Um, cool with him, know with him, you know, when they left, you know, then he's like, oh, we should be used to think about each other right now. And Jorah's like, I kiss your hands, and then she's looking at John like, kiss but do you me. notice how he's like, kind of looking? Make, like oh, he's he, looking yeah. at John. He's like, oh wait, John's coming. Yeah, it's like he already knows it's like he knows what's right up, man. Place. He knows he ain't getting none of that. Then he's like, she's breathing hard. Like, you know, she wants him to kiss her so bad. It's hilarious. And George's like looking back when they're pushing off in the water. And she's like, turn around, man. They're like looking at you. I'm trying to look at John, man. Get in the boat already. Uh, I just love it. It's it's great. They had the funny joke with, uh, I didn't mention it, but Davos was like, I figured you'd still be rowing. Hundred um, percent, just straight up threw a joke in there. I thought that was awesome. That that is by that is a hundred and ten percent fan service. Oh yeah. by the what you call it. because I don't. I bet how many times they've read any emails or anything said to him, what's going on with Gendry? Where's I Gendry? bet he's still rowing. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like there were so many little like moments that like the guy who's writing the scripts was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this in there. Yeah, the fans will get a good laugh out of I it. I loved it. It was good. It was appropriate. It even made sense with the story and how they was talking. So it was. A lot of cool stuff there. Question for you, though. Bro, what's up? With, oh, I'm sorry. I just completely went off track, and I said what I wanted to see, but the story didn't call for it. And that was the fact that the, the, the squad, I would love to see them fight actual men in, like, a battle. Like, I would love for that squad to get together on the same side and, and be fighting somebody and just watch those guys shred everything. I think it would be awesome. I know we're not going to see it. That's why I'm saying the story didn't call for it, but I'm excited that they're together. Now, now that I've said that, I got a question for you. What's going on with Daggum Grey Worm, bro? They haven't even talked about. It. They left that nigga at Castle Rock like he's just like <laughs> chilling. Like is he is he marching back? Is he walking? They ain't talk about him. She ain't taking no dragons to pick him up. What's going on? Know, like man. what kind of part in this story are they going to end up playing? Because right now they're like, hey, we took over this castle. Our ships got burned, and now we're just here. 
Are they still manning the fort? Because they are doing nothing to get those people back. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're gonna find out at least. I'm hoping by the end of the season that we know like like maybe maybe okay. what it was because you figure maybe they were just going across the thing and they were driving and it just took them a while to get there, and that was the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like they gotta exactly. walk. They don't have no boats, so they gotta walk. So I feel like that's that's probably what's taking place. Why did Bears say Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you Jackie Chan? I guess if I'm Jackie <laughs> Chan. I don't know. Maybe this light's giving me a, a interesting hint. That or I have jaundice. I don't know you, which one it is. This is rush hour. But um, very good, very good episode. Um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Can't wait. And I hope next episode picks right up with the crew over there. About to do some battle. And I have a feeling that it is going to. Anyway, guys, I know that was a long one, but there was a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about and make points about. And for those of you who stuck around for the whole time, congratulations. You get a cookie. We're glad. Uh, look, like us on Facebook. You can follow the YouTube channel. I have no idea where you're watching this at, but we are all over the place. Comment let us know what you think about this episode. Let's get some interaction going on here. Guys, that's a wrap. Until next time, we are out. See you later. Whew. Oh, got to end this call.